0: This is the Blaze Radio On Demand.
1: Are you looking to save 50, 60, even 70% on your phone bill? Well, here's a tip. Broadvoice.com. Hi, it's Brad Staggs of Blaze TV here. Broadvoice offers high-quality phone service for only $8.95 a month. You may ask, how can I save so much money? What's the catch? Well, the secret is the technology. Broadvoice uses VoIP technology that takes analog audio signals from your phone, turns them into digital data, and then transfers them over the Internet. Do what we did here at Blaze Radio. Make the switch today at broadvoice.com or call 888-332-8036. 888-332-8036.
2: 888 727 back is the phone number. Uh, today, Pat is out, and uh, Jeffy's here. And thank you for coming in today, Jeffy. You're welcome, Stu. <laughs> I can't, I can't <laughs> say something positive to you. Uh, I can't say anything nice. It just does not come off as realistic. And that's oh, why no, I don't do some it. Some people might believe it. I, I, don't think anyone, <laughs> I don't think anyone would believe it. Welcome to the program. 888 uh, 727 Beck is the phone number. Pat's back uh, tomorrow. He's up with Glenn and doing this uh, sh- speech at um, Terry Schiavo's uh, organization, their family organization. That'll be great. Uh, it will be. And, uh, and they're coming back for tomorrow's show, so they won't miss anything. But uh, there's a great show on tonight on Glenn's program uh, for TV where he talked to uh, Navy SEALs. Marcus Luttrell was there, among others. Uh, and that's a great uh, look into the way uh, our real American heroes think. And that's airing tonight on television at 5 p.m. Eastern. Um, li- something mildly controversial. We got to this a little bit during the radio program. Mildly controversial from our president was said. Um, what?
3: Yeah, it's, it's strange.
2: Barack Hussein Obama? Mm, yes, that is his name. Okay. Uh, he was talking about Ted Kennedy. And uh, there's an interesting thing I want to think about, a little thought experiment here for a second. Um, here is Ted Ke- uh, Obama talking about Ted Kennedy. Watch
4: What if we carried ourselves more like Ted
5: Kennedy? Mm, What if? What if we
4: worked to follow his example a little bit harder? A little bit. A little bit. To his harshest critics, who saw him as nothing more than a partisan lightning rod, that may sound foolish, but there are Republicans here today for a reason. They know who Ted Kennedy was. It's not because they shared Ted's ideology or his positions, but because they knew Ted as somebody who bridged the partisan divide over and over and over again with genuine effort and affection in an era when bipartisanship has become so very rare. They knew him as somebody who kept his word. Really? They knew him as somebody who was willing to take a half a loaf and endure the anger of his so much own of supporters even... to get something done. Ah, 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 having trouble holding
5: ah, back. Ah, ah,
4: ah, they so knew him as somebody who was not afraid.
5: Mm-hmm. Uh, that's fantastic. I'd like to take just a quick you start side off? road just mm-hmm. because Pat's not here. Mm-hmm. I really don't like that guy. Oh, really? Oh, wow. And that has nothing to do with Ted Kennedy. Mm. Ted was a hero. Oh. Ted was a hero. He, he persevered in the Senate. Sure was. Persevered for Massachusetts over the years. Mm-hmm. Let's, uh, let's go through this piece by piece
2: here. First of all, uh, he talked about a bridge. And, <laughs> and you're talking about Ted Kennedy. And perhaps. A perhaps a bridge is not the best way to, to make a particular analogy. Um, because he murdered a woman under a bridge. That well, was it. act. Murder is such a harsh word. He let a woman she die under the bridge. to die. Right, and he was there and could have saved her but didn't and then didn't call the cops for 18 hours. Something like that. Right. So I would just say maybe you want to skip the bridge analogies. <laughs> uh, secondly, Ted Kennedy did wind up crossing the aisles many times to work with Republicans. Name one of those issues where the Republican came out on top. I
5: was just thinking about that.
2: He, not yeah, not one. He worked with Republicans when Republicans were dumb enough to trust him and allow their principles to be violated. He said, here is a vulnerable Republican. I'll act bipartisan with them and get 80 percent of what I want. And then he will both look bipartisan. You know, look at the issue. I mean, no child left behind is a good example. You happy with that, conservatives? Bush worked closely with Kennedy on that one. Uh, you know, I don't think anybody's right, happy they
5: with pull that. Pull that one out of the hat all the time. Oh
2: yeah, and th- by the way, they now completely denounce it and say it was only Bush, but it was a Ted Kennedy uh, yeah. b- a bill that obviously helped make b- give more control to government over education, not less. Uh, McCain Kennedy was uh, the um, uh, immigration reform. Well, McCain law.
5: spoke. Do we have? I mean, McCain spoke yesterday. Yeah. What are you saying? I heard some of that. He talked about uh, missing his friend and missing. Uh, fighting with his friend Ted. Nobody likes a good fight anymore like Ted. Ted and I used to fight and have fun at it. Fight and
2: have fun at it. You agreed on half the, basically half of it, and the other half you just acted like you disagreed. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, it's really disturbing, to be honest. The, act, the idea that this guy could have any reverence. And, and here's what I wanted to get to before we started this Explain to me. How this video of Barack Obama is any different than the old school issue. I'm going back a few years, so go with me. Of Trent Lott at the uh, birthday party when he was saying how great Strom Thurmond was. Now, what happened in that is Trent Lott, who is is a douche, by the way, and, and, and I have no need to support him. But just to point this out as a double standard... Uh, he came out and said, oh, well, Strom Thurmond, you right. did a lot of great things. I mean, we would have been a great country if, if, if we could have had him uh, leading it. Uh, now, oh. this is, we should all act like Ted Kennedy. What, with the Strom Thurmond thing, everyone just assumed and jumped to the conclusion that what he meant was this one view he had 50 years ago about segregation. Uh, what he he must have meant segregation, and he, right. got, he lost his job or yeah, leadership he did, he position sure out of it. Um, and he should have lost his leadership position, but for many other things. Uh, here, Barack Obama is saying, look, we should all act like Ted Kennedy. And Can, build a bridge. And build a bridge. Can we not just take the worst thing Ted Kennedy ever did, which likely was caused the death of another person, uh, and assign that there? All the negative things that Kennedy did over the years should be assigned to Barack Obama now. And he should get the same heat that Trent Lott got all those years ago.
5: Well, he is. Just look. Oh, wait. Nope. Is it up? It's probably in here somewhere. Okay. I, I'm sure
6: somebody I'm sure.
2: put it in here. Yeah, all the pushback. No, because there is nothing. Okay, there's nothing. There's absolutely nothing. And uh, you know, it's it's pathetic to be perfectly honest with you. And it's the it's the way the media acts. And of course, Brock, we all know this. I mean, we all sit here and complain about it every day. And Glenn gets on my Fantasy. case. Yeah, you know, all we're doing is complaining. We're admiring the problem. Very true. It is frustrating though, and worth pointing out because if. if you could say you're admiring the problem, but if you don't point out the problem exists, it's never going to be turned around. You have to point out the problem. Um, and has uh, been you know. six years, though. Yeah, I know, but it's ridiculous. I mean, this is absurd. He's doing the exact same thing. Now, I would say neither standard, that you know, the Trent Lott standard isn't fair. So, in theory, it shouldn't be applied to the president either. But it was but, applied to Trent yeah. Lott. Uh, and uh, it happens all the time to conservatives or, in Trent Lott's case, Republicans. <laughs> Republicans. Let's go to a Patrick Kennedy, who I didn't. I, he had an interesting uh, view on his dad. Oh, I didn't hear that. I, I didn't
0: know this about his father, but Patrick does. Watch. My dad was always an optimist. I mean, having overcome so many of his own personal challenges and political challenges, yeah. and personal, personal challenges, and loved why? Because he persevered. And what I does the Senate it. need to do? But dad. persevere and become the place that my dad wanted always for it to be, and that's a place where major conflicts were resolved for the national interest, not for either party's interest, but for the national interest.
7: What is it that current senators now should learn from your dad about how it is you can work across the aisle?
0: Well, I think the personal uh, etiquette of oh my God. trying to make an effort to understand what's going on in the other person's life you never personally that. because yeah, personally you're working maybe. with them.
7: Because that's how he did, he forged
1: these personal bonds. Him and Orrin Hatch, you know, Orrin mm-hmm. Hatch I think got elected probably bashing your
0: dad. You he know? says it. Yeah. He came to Washington to counteract my dad's vote, Orrin Hatch did. Right. Ended up cutting every deal in the world because he knew it was going to pass if Ted Kennedy signed off on it and he was sponsor of it, then boom. Everyone else would say, oh well geez, if Orrin and Ted are for it, then bang. Right. What a revolutionary concept. It's also how the country was destroyed.
2: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Not in his eyes. Yeah, no. If if you want the country to turn into some progressive utopia, then you like that theory. What a great commercial. Man, I hope the next person who runs against Orrin Hatch keeps that that video handy. And you should run that thing every freaking commercial. That is exactly, that is a, a perfect analysis by Patrick Kennedy. He t- Absolutely true. What Kennedy did is got the focus away from principles, got the focus away from policy and got the focus to personal. I'll drink with your relationships. And that and not in Orrin Hatch's case, I don't think, though, I don't know. But in theory, not in Orrin Hatch's case, they weren't drinking together, but he made it a personal issue. So instead of saying, wait a minute, you're completely wrong on this. It's all right. I'll give you this because I like you. That is a horrible thing for a government to do. It's literally bipartisan crony too. politics. It's the thing that we all say we hate, but he presents it here with a smile, and we're supposed to be proud of him. It's
5: bipartisan. I knew it's a great word to describe uh, Ted Kennedy. He persevered. Yeah. Persevered.
2: Well, first, oh God to keep reminding me. <laughs> Persevered is a Perse- great one. Oh, so what people liked about Ted Kennedy is that he kept killing people but stayed in office. <laughs> wow, what an achievement.
5: Well, and then I mean Okay, look. Look, you're in Florida. Okay. You're having a little fun. Uh huh. Your nephew. That's not My
2: po- <laughs> and that's just a minor point. The other thing is uh, uh, he uh, faced many personal challenges. Oh, yeah, under- you know who else it was personal for <laughs> is Mary Jo Kopechny, who's dead. Okay? It was a personal challenge for her, first and foremost, <laughs> because she was under the water while your dad was running away.
5: <laughs> was and calling,
2: not calling the to come, cops he was to get help.
5: trying to get help. He, he, I mean, I, there was no cell
1: phone. <laughs> no, there wasn't. Yeah,
5: there was no cell phone. No payphones.
1: I think
6: phones
5: was, still worked in the overnight, though. There was no. Uh, so you don't necessarily go back no and phone. sleep one weather, off. It was bad weather, so right, the phone lines were down. It's unbelievable. That is an unbelievable clip
2: <laughs> from him. Uh, you know, but there you go. And you know, he was obviously he's a horrible, horrible senator. Um, did have a couple of good votes though, uh, like uh, for example, uh, the Re- Religious Freedom Restoration Act. Wait, what? Which was passed uh, 97 to three back in 1993. Uh, Ted Kennedy voted for it. Another guy who voted for it, I think you might know as well, Harry Reid. Harry Reid is uh, another awful person, by the way. Uh, Terrible senator. Fantastic. We're Uh, all
5: celebrating his retirement. He's it's going to be
2: what a year and a half. Yeah, a year and a half. So now we're going to have to do this twice, apparently. Uh, You know, uh, one of the questions I thought was interesting they asked because I think one of He's had a slew of horrible moments, but one of his worst moments was when he baselessly lied against, uh, 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 against Mitt Romney, over and over and over right. again, acting as if he had information which he did not have. Um, he went to, uh, he was talking on CNN, and he was actually asked about this, thankfully. Watch.
1: You're a polarizing figure, and a lot of Republicans actually blame you personally for the way Congress and Washington in general has gotten so highly partisan in the last couple of years.
4: That's interesting. I served as a whip for a long time, and the Republicans were effusive in their praise for me.
3: That was before he used the Senate floor to go after GOP mega-donors, the Koch brothers, and accuse Mitt Romney of not paying his taxes with no evidence.
4: Let him prove that he has paid taxes, because he hasn't. I don't regret that at all. The Koch brothers no one would help me. They were afraid the Koch brothers would go after them.
1: So I did it on my own. So no regrets about Mitt Romney, about the Koch brothers? Because some people have even called, called it McCarthyite.
4: Well, they call it whatever they want. Um, Romney didn't win, did he?
5: Wow. He's just a bad guy.
4: Holy.
2: That is, I mean, he's admitting he just lied to get the guy not to win.
5: He didn't win, did he?
2: Seriously, I, how this guy can possibly claim to go to a church is, is a fast. we have to save that for tomorrow, That's Natasha. That's a great clip. That, is a, that clip is an absolute must-hear oh. for a Mr. Pat Gray and a Mr. Glenn Beck. <laughs> Just at the end of the, well,
5: they didn't win, did they?
2: Yeah, I mean, the first one, like oh. the Koch brothers, you see he actually is comfortable with it. Look, I, yes. yeah, I accuse him of a bunch of stuff, but you know they're power-hungry. Power I had to go after yeah. him. No one would help me. He doesn't even attempt to defend how disingenuous he was about Mitt Romney. Doesn't even attempt it. And is proud of himself. He smiles as he said he didn't win. Yep. This is, I mean, this guy is a horrible human being. How anybody could sleep with, with, at night when you do something like that, I, I have literally no idea. That is, I mean, this guy is the scum of the earth. Uh, yes. How can you watch that clip and you think can. Of anything else? You
5: can't. And look how much. I mean, look. Harry is not good. Uh, we'll just leave it at that. You didn't. You didn't want to go to scum of
2: the earth. No, you went to not good. Just not good. Wow. You're I mean, I, not a good person. This is, I and mean, that is, that's you know, I mean. Th-
5: We've heard tales that he believes that uh, he does everything with the church in mind, right? Church influences all his choices.
2: Yeah. So, mm, yeah, I'm sure that the church is real happy oh, wow. with that. Wow. I mean, think about it. It's like Richard okay. Nixon saying, Look, you know, okay. smiling at the camera and saying, Look, I won. <laughs> Even people who get caught in horrible tragedies like that don't admit it like that. that. Actually That's psychotic. Helped. That That's actually like,
5: might have helped Richard. Nixon might have done better. Yeah, maybe.
2: Maybe that's what people want. I mean, when you look at the the, I mean, what a great series of clips there. When you look at what how Barack Obama was talking about it, how Patrick Kennedy talked about his um, dad, and then to watch Harry Reid, Harry Reid is his dad. It's a guy who'll do anything to win. Doesn't matter how slimy, doesn't matter how dirty it is. He's just a terrible, terrible human being that has no conscience. And so, therefore, it frees you up. It frees you you up. It frees you up. It's like you know, it's it's how we joke about you. It's like you feel like you could do anything that you want, so you have it's, you don't feel consequences to those actions because there's nothing holding you, there's nothing tying you down. You just literally say anything you need to say at any given moment about anyone. It's good with, life, and, if you can and, yeah. to. it's great, right? What a great freeing world that must be. You don't care about other people. You don't care. All you care about is your own power in winning. and winning. That's it. I mean, Period. that's it. This is a guy who. Who took donors' money and bought $16,000 of his granddaughter's jewelry of campaign money. Horrible human being. Wow, that's, that's one of the greatest clips of all time right there. That is the entire Harry Reid, his entire life's work in one sentence. There you go. Triple 727 back is the phone number. Patrons too. Jeffy, into the path today. Sadly. We don't have anyone in the role of a horrible human being standing over here. There's just nobody I mean, I'll there. I'll play it right here. No, yeah, okay, good. Uh, Republican lawmakers in Indiana promised Monday to amend a religious liberties bill that critics have labeled as anti gay, which is wonderful. I'm glad to see that they're reacting good. and folding to the public pressure. Always a sign of a Republican. Uh, if you want Boy, to see somebody with an
5: R after their name, Wow. Has been of late. Easy way to identify. Always start with the apologies. We're sorry. This is who we aren't. This is who we are. Th- uh, we're sorry. I'm sorry point. you feel that way. We're, uh, we didn't mean it. What we are, instead of starting with, this is who we are. Mm-hmm. Always the apology.
2: Yeah. And look,
5: it, it, you know they're, what
2: they're saying. They're going to put into this law is this does not give you the right to discriminate against gays, which of course doesn't and it hasn't in any other state. Not one singular example in any of the other states where this has been used for this purpose. But they're going to put this line in here to shut up all the critics because the media can't report. Because the media comes out and cannot communicate what a law does. A bizarre, bizarre thing. And I was, it's such a a strange thing. Like uh, I saw Miley Cyrus was tweeting about this. Uh, Charles Barkley apparently was very critical. uh... Um, uh, And it's like, you'd expect it from Miley Cyrus, who you know Charles, obviously nobody. doesn't understand anything. Charles, you'd think put a little bit more thought into
5: it. And I... you know we're going to get hammered during the final four. Oh yeah, because it's in. in They're in going to be all
2: over this. And I, I was thinking about it, because it's such an inex, inexplicable turn of events. This is this law has been passed in 100 million, you know, what is it, 20? They He said 30 states today, and that might mean there's parts of states that are covered. Okay. I think statewide, it's 20 states, plus federal. The entire country, you live under it, whether you like It'll be it
5: or all not. All the states, right? The entire country? Yeah, the entire Every country, state all 50. in the country?
2: Yeah. Um, and okay. why is this an issue now? You might very well be mentioning the real cause, is that People who understood they were going to have a spotlight on Indianapolis made this into an issue so that people will talk about it. Um, But, I mean, again, like, I said this yesterday, you can oppose a law. You can say, I agree with free pancakes for everyone, and now I don't agree with it. Okay? You can do that. But you can't say that the other position, the everyone who wants to give free pancakes out, are Hitler. Because you also were Hitler. And there's never a, a, a moment where... I mean, Barack Obama evolved on gay marriage. He's never evolved on the Religious Freedom Reformation Act that I've ever heard. No, he Up hasn't. to this second, he has not come out and said, well, you know what? We need to repeal the Religious Freedom Reformation Act. He's never pushed for that. Boy. He's had the presidency for six years and has never mentioned it. He's never done anything about this. We Why isn't pri- he a privately,
5: Stu. Oh, okay.
2: privately. I mean, of course, that's what he'll say now. Uh, because it's now trendy it is amazing how much we, we we like sort of caricature these politicians and say well they don't care about what's going on they just live by the polls look at how true this is fundamental look. transformation
5: yeah but i mean, it's working
2: yeah well it's certainly true but the fundamental transformation is just whatever is popular right now it seems like I mean the gay, gay marriage thing is a great example Hillary Clinton ran against it uh, Barack Obama ran against it yet The second that thing ticked above 50% support, they were all on board... ...and acted as if it was the most hateful thing in the world to ever oppose it.
5: And and I've never opposed it.
2: I've always been with it. Yeah, well, he
5: hedges that one a
2: little bit.
3: Because that's what
2: Axelrod said in his book.
5: Well, look, I I know that I said that I was against it, but I, the whole time I was with you. Yeah, he doesn't say that, though. He tries to draw this on, because that's what Axelrod said. Axelrod said,
2: Obama always was for gay marriage... Uh, people, I think it's pragmatic. People like me said, "Don't do it. It's too politically unpopular." And Barack, he just he had to say <laughs> he had no choice. But Obama's come out and said, "Well, oh, I don't know what he's talking about. That's no not problem. true." He's a re- just a, yeah. a, a iron rod of principles. Oh, God, he is the worst. Uh, here is uh, you know, and Mike Pence is getting beat up a little bit on the way he's handling this, not because he's saying anything that's incorrect. He just, he seems to be defensive. I think that what you said is yeah. is probably the right thing, is that he's just being a little bit too defensive come out and say, look, this is a good freaking law. People who uh, who bake cakes or print pamphlets or whatever the business may be, choice may be, they are also covered at work
5: by the you First don't Amendment. Don't want anyone to not be able to eat their cupcake right. when they want it. Discrimination is bad, yeah. period. Yeah. But if I as a religious person don't want to serve you it's okay
2: yeah that's the thing Go away. The First Amendment also covers you at work well, I' tell you and when you're at your job and you don't want because of you have religious freedom and you don't want to sell something uh, that is involved in a religious you know what you see as a sacred ceremony that you don't agree with, just like you wouldn't be able to have to do a satanist cake or whatever it's not to compare the two by any means but it's just that is is the way that these things of course get spun in the media but That's it's like serious. if you didn't want to do, give any example anything that would violate a religious principle uh... they should have the right to do that Like, look i i gotta honest, I you know i'm completely i'm just making the freaking cakes you know i'll I be honest with you i'm just making the freaking cakes i think are yeah, gonna, gonna
5: have to buy two Two guy and girl tops, so that I can have a guy and yeah. a guy, or a girl and a yeah, girl. I actually get okay. double the money. Correct.
2: Um, uh, but uh, to be honest, I think I think 99.5 percent of Christian-owned bakeries just will make just, just the make the freaking just cake. Just cake. It's not, you know, the cake. The cake has very little to do with the actual ceremony or vows. It's a celebration after the marriage right. is over. It's already done. And it is a, uh, a marriage, it is a baked good at the ceremony. 99.9% of bakers, even Christian ones that are very strict with their faith, are not going to have a problem selling. I mean, it's like if you, if you are at a bakery and you give it to someone who's having a divorce ceremony, is that okay? Like... Uh, believe in that i really they, people take cakes all the time and do god knows what you do with cakes jeffy in your freaking life with your weird websites i don't know what you do with smashing food well, i can other, tell you i don't want to know with the cakes, point I mean. is though it's not necessary most business owners don't think well i have to make sure i approve of everything that's done no. with this particular product i'm selling it's up to that person to do that that's up between them and god and whatever and the i issue, would just though, is say you're if, right
6: as
5: 95 percent of the time uh, maybe more yeah would say Gay wedding, man, boy, I think that's wrong. It's pretty cake, though, isn't it? Yeah, but that doesn't make you any less of a Christian, by the way. Um, I think that's the way
2: most people would handle it. I would assume that every Christian that works at an establishment is serving people who are gay. Uh, They are serving, like, if you sell napkins, do you also not sell the napkins to people who are having a gay wedding? I mean, I think... I honestly don't think this is how I would apply my faith by any means. However, that being said, if they believe that it violates their religious views to, to participate in the ceremony, they should have the right to say, look, go down the street. Here's a couple of great, great bakers for you. I hate to lose your business, but, you know, I hope you come back later. I mean, that's, you know, that's a completely understandable thing to do in a capitalist society. You don't force people into business transactions. Oh, wait, we do yeah, now with Obamacare. Do. But in general, we don't force people into business
5: we transactions. We are so far down the road, a past no shoes, no shirt, no service. Yeah. I mean, in the days of, not wearing a shirt, get out. Place across the street, let's be in. Go there. Okay, uh, okay. Okay. We're
2: way past that. Right? I would assume, though, if you weren't wearing a shirt, the other place wouldn't take you either. You know, I'm just pointing that out. Um, so...
5: <laughs> what did you, you say?
2: Mike Pence's lieutenant governor uh, is, had... I don't know, did she do a good job here? She's trying to defend the law as well. I was, I was saying you're um, overweight. Uh, so... Uh, Oh, I'll, I'll be honest, there's nobody, there's no male on this staff that looks good with a shirt, so you're not alone in that one. Uh, here is uh, Lieutenant, Indiana, Lieutenant Governor uh, Sue Els- Elsperman. Watch.
5: Let's start off with the question that the governor did not want to answer, Lieutenant Governor. If the florist, if the photographer, if the candlestick maker gets approached by gays who want to marry, can they say no and is that now legal in indiana
8: well we don't think that's legal in indiana and by the way hello chris thanks for having me absolutely on. good to have um, you. certainly in indiana we don't and we won't discriminate i think if you saw the governor's wall street uh... Piece today mm-hmm. he says he abhors discrimination and he said personally that if he was in a restaurant where a gay couple was not being served, he would not return to that restaurant. And I think that really captures how most Hoosiers feel about it. We very much do not support discrimination.
6: What is the, the, the reason behind it? Yeah.
8: Well, in Indiana I think it has a lot to do with the Hobby Lobby uh law because of Obamacare. And as that unfolded, we realized here in the state of Indiana that we did not have the state protection that paralleled the federal protections for religious freedom. And uh, we're a state that really values uh, those First Amendment rights.
2: Um, and, uh, Jeffrey, you kind of said, why do you need these? Well, just, that was just a thought. Yeah, yeah. I just, yeah just a thought. Well, wow, it it was be... passed so that you wouldn't need it. The, there was an issue with the Supreme Court where they said, uh, you can 't apply this to the states, so that 's why twenty
7: states so are yeah. got um, it, but, yeah, still. So,
2: but still it is it should just be a backup and again, why you need it is a great question when you have the first freaking amendment which would uh, <laughs> obviously you. protect you should and trump any of these stupid laws anyway um, but you know her, again like i, I don 't think not only do I think that this i i think she 's right in saying that this doesn 't change the situation it does not make it possible um, for you to discriminate against someone else, however, I think you could have done it before. There's a you, you discrimination is possible everywhere, even if you pass a law yeah, that the says that discrimination is not possible. It's not going to stop discrimination. All it's going to do is it's going to make people say, you know what? We are super mega ultra busy. And I, I just don't have. And let me give you yeah. a number of a great baker down the street. Uh, but we can't. We unfortunately can't. We're overbooked. I didn't even realize it when I took your reservation. I apologize. Here's your money back. Go down the street. I mean, they're just going to hide it if they don't want to do it. Which is, is that is that a good idea? Is that a wonderful? They shouldn't have to do that, obviously. Nope. But and some people won't because they're too honest, which is uh, you know understandable. Um, you wouldn't understand it, but some people would understand that, Jeffy. Um, you know the issue <laughs> the issue is it 's going to happen anyway, and uh, you know is there discrimination that happens in our country uh, to gays and to every other group, including by the way Christians, including by the way you know white people in certain communities who be discriminated <laughs> against anybody can be discriminated against The issue is can you legislate that out of existence and of course the answer to that is no, no. it 's stupid. you could have done it just as much yesterday uh, or three days ago in Indiana as you could today, um, and there is a defense though the point is. Can you go to court and say, look, my religious freedoms were violated. Here's how they were violated. Uh, and I'm not I wasn't going to do this. And I, I and the state can say, well, look, there there's an issue here. We can't just let people um, not serve gay people because they say there's religious violations. And then that would be a court case about that. Now, yeah, there look. are 20 freaking states that have this law and there's a federal law and no one has ever presented that case because there's never been an example of it. That's how dumb this debate is. But if it were to occur, they could argue that. And would they win? Probably not. The state wins most of those cases. Most of the cases brought uh, under the RFRA are won by the state. Uh, And most of them are brought to protect religious minorities, which is why the ACLU used to favor it. Now they don't because it doesn't agree with them. Uh, You know, their new uh, group that they're protecting. Apparently, you know, First Amendment is just so passe. Uh, but it's well, an interesting no, no, debate. We
5: believe in the First Amendment. We believe in it. Do you? But. Uh, it's the Lindsey Graham thing. Look, the First yeah, Amendment's yeah. great, but we're in a war. So, uh, I mean, you know. We believe in the First Amendment. It, it, I mean, obviously, it's number one. Yeah. <laughs> but. but uh, not for everybody. But, yeah. Not for everybody. Not at this
2: time. Let me give you these uh, quick facts here before we uh, would break <laughs> on this time. and we'll move on. Because this one it fires you up. Uh, here is uh, the ACLU statement, 1993, on the Religious Freedom uh, Restoration Act. Passage of the Religious Freedom Restoration Act is the most important action that Congress can take for the free exercise of religion since the first Congress passed wow. the Bill of Rights. I mean, could and there be you. a stronger statement? And by the way, now eh, they don't oppose—they oppose this uh, law in Indiana. Um, the law, by the way, is only four pages. It's pretty short and uh, well, pretty not simple. Uh, and one other one I wanted to give you was oh um, the vote. Do we have the vote? Here? I thought
5: you needed a law that had three or four thousand pages in it that <laughs> nobody could figure yeah. out. It's uh, actually
2: not in the Constitution. There's no legal requirement. Seriously? Uh, yeah, that uh, that says you have to have your bills be four thousand pages. I know. I know. We'll have to work on that. Triple eight seven twenty seven back is the phone number. Get in line if you want to uh, talk. You know, you can talk Indiana or whatever you want uh, with uh, Fat and Stu. 727 back is the phone number. Uh, let's go, folks. Uh, Melinda in Texas. Welcome to Patents and Stu.
5: Hi, Kathy and Stu. How are
2: you? All right. I guess we're going to Brian in Utah instead. I don't know, I don't know what the phone issue is. Brian? I don't know. Now we're back to Hi, Melinda. Yeah. Melinda. Hi, Melinda. How are you?
3: I am fine. I wanted to tell you something that you missed about the lion of the Senate. (laughs) I do like your information about leaving your date on the bottom of the lake. But something else he did was, remember when Reagan was elected, he went to Russia and met with Yuri Andropov and told him, I will be very happy to help you get things through the Senate because you will not be able to work. With Reagan, so I will be your emissary to our Senate.
6: Hmm.
3: That's a nice little thing that uh, we've kind of Was? left out
2: uh, It's such a long list, of course, uh, and we always appreciate. <laughs> Ted Kennedy's help, uh, and he really did help the country quite a bit. Uh, it's oh, it, it's I don't I I've heard about this recently. A few uh, conservative sites have brought it up. I know I think Rush mentioned it fairly recently, um, and I know the, the liberal uh, media, um, in particular. I'm turning into Rush Limbaugh. The liberal the media. media. <laughs> um, I I I've been seeing that they keep saying that that's not true, and I, I to be honest, I haven't looked back in in history to remember exactly.
3: There are photographs.
2: Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, uh, it's I guess. Uh, you know, let me look it up and uh, and, and read, back, refresh my memory on that one. But you know, look, I you know, when the choice is between the pathetic media and Rush, I'm going to trust Rush anyway. Yeah. So, uh, but uh, you know, it's a, it's an odd one because uh, you'd think it would be brought up more often. Uh, yes, during... almost
3: like a form of treason or that he was, like, working behind the scenes.
2: Well, this is what they accused the Republicans of right, with right, the, all the uh, letter in Iran, right? I mean, that's what they—which, yes. I mean, yes. by the way, was never sent and was never in Iran, except on website.
3: And, Stu, so I, I need to you something while I have you on the phone. Is that all right?
2: I think it's okay, yes.
3: <laughs> My grandson thinks you are a Bible theologian.
2: Really, That is, uh, that's impossible. A yes,
3: because mm. I was looking checked? up a scripture mm-hmm. one day, and he said, why are you having trouble? You just need to get bible <laughs> Which I was having trouble with a scripture, and he said, Stu always says, use bible ease
5: <laughs> bible Instead of
3: bible ease
5: Oh, no, no, <laughs> we, no, we got, we got it. No, I, we got I actually it. didn't get it.
2: By Belize, the uh, wonderful uh, uh, service that helps you relocate or potentially wow. get a vacation home in the country of Belize. By Belize that that that's a really good point. Yes, I had never thought of that. he thought
3: it was uh, that you were a, a Bible theologian, and that see, I could get help with my scripture this is when great. I was looking up in the Bible. He said, Nani, you need." Too.
2: This is this because is a great point. He has Belize. Melinda, this gives me another uh, career to fall back on too, because if uh, if Belize gets uh, you know filled up in Belize, I could just go to another company that sounds similar.
3: Absolutely, uh, I'd hire you in a minute.
2: Thank you, Melinda. I appreciate your call. Use
3: me as a reference. Uh, well,
2: <laughs> that's great. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye bye. Uh, that's uh, that's that's an interesting one. I have to learn. I have to go back and refresh my memory on that.
5: Do you remember that? I mean, I, I know do not. You have listen, a history. Listen, it doesn't. Whatever, if he get, went to Russia, whatever happened, I don't know. All I know is that we had to go into Grenada to get to stop communism, too. So you didn't, you know? Whatever Ted did didn't work because we, we had to storm the islands, Urgent Fury.
2: How long? How I long I was that operation? Do you remember? I don't know. Uh,
5: is it uh, too long? Too, too, too long, long, for long for me. It's still ongoing. I can't talk about it anymore. Yeah, no. You, I can't talk you about it. You keep bringing ugly. it up, though. Oof, man. Just, it's interesting ugly.
2: how you keep bringing it up when you can't talk about it. That really is interesting. All right, 888- He's th- it into the- Thank you. 888 727 Beck is the phone number. We're going to tell you about an amazing new innovation that's going to change your life. I know it's going really? to change mine. It's going to change mine. That comes up in just a moment. So brace yourselves. Oh and don't eat, because this, of course, I mean, it's this show. so. It's going to have to do with food. All right. Is there going to be food here? Uh, well, I assume so. We're going to be talking about food in just a minute. So. Fantastic. Obviously, it's going to be here Nice. Fat and Stew, back in a
4: second.
1: We talk a lot about the
2: Constitution on this show and on this network. Yes, we do. Um, and we have a little Constitution of our own here on the Patents Do Show, um, or today the Patton Stu Show. And You know, you keep saying that wrong, I think. Patents Stew. Yeah, no, yeah Jeffy's right. in today, and this, yeah. but it's the Patents Do Show. Um, right. So we do have a Constitution here, kind of, on the on this show. And one of the, the main thing, I mean, the First Amendment, kind of the first thing, the only thing really in there is when we talk about a food product, Very simple. Uh, It's here for us to sample for you because we know we care about you. We care about the listener, the viewer at home who's sitting there and saying, wait a minute, I don't know what an egg McMuffin looks like. I don't know what it would taste like. Is it something I want to be part of? Is that part of my life? And we would say, look, capitalism is important. Free exchange of a currency for services and products are important. Let's give an example of that and people can see the foods that uh, we're talking about. And it's rare.
5: I mean, look, this show broadcasts either from New York City or Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. Not food deserts. No. So it's rare, uh, unless it's a new product, that we couldn't have that product here. Right. Usually it can happen. So that's all we do is we just require that to happen. And
2: somehow, somehow sometimes there's constitutional violations. We're not happy about that. So we did a kind of institute an amendment, kind of like you have the First Amendment and then you have the Religious Freedom Restoration Act. You shouldn't need the
5: Religious no, Freedom Restoration Act. No, you should There should Act. be no parallel. It's just number one.
2: But But, okay, we'll try to clarify for you, which is when we talk about a new product, that new product should definitely be here. Uh, And if the new product isn't in existence yet, like, hey, McDonald's is coming out with a new uh, sandwich that doesn't come out for six months, then the staff should shall, I think is the the way it's phrased, shall take the time to recreate that as best as possible in the kitchen so we can show you what it might be like in the future. Right? Is <laughs> yes. that too much to
5: ask? I don't think so. Okay, I just want to make sure I understand. I don't think so. And I'll, I, I want to like to add another one today. Do you want to do the the news stories first before oh, no, we go add ahead. a new do, one? Do you have another one? I do have another one because I want to add it to our the okay. food amendment mm-hmm. here on the Pat and Stu Show. And I th- I said it right, Pat and Stu Show.
2: Yeah, yeah sure. If that's the name of the show, the Pat and Stu Show. See, that doesn't sound like it's.
5: I'm sorry, I'm not. Anyway, earlier today. Uh, a human being that is known as my wife was in this building? Yes, she was. I saw her. Mm-hmm. And there is no food to be found. From her? Delivered from her. Wow. There's going to be a, there's a new amendment. That's a constitutional there's a new violation, violation. down. Yeah. So whenever I your wife... absolutely no reason she comes into this building without food.
2: <laughs> See, you have such a sweet relationship. Uh, and she actually did say to me... <laughs> the first thing she said to me when I... <laughs> Walked up to her, she said, I forgot your macaroni and cheese at home. <laughs> I don't even know how. how to, I mean, I'm glad to be in that position, but uh, I don't know how I got it. She likes you. Yeah, I know. Uh, it's funny, I like her more trust than you, me. too. Yeah, it's interesting. Trust me. Um, So, McDonald's is starting table service oh. now in Germany. Now, what I would say here for the program would be that we should have McDonald's food here. Correct. And waiter or waitress service so that people can tell what it's like. For people to eat. I mean, how are you going to know? You don't
5: even know what the is about. Do the waiters and waitresses, do they have to wear a special outfit? I don't know.
2: Well, I, we would know that if it were being recreated here, yes, now, wouldn't we? Yes, people we at would. home are completely perplexed. I have no idea what this would look like. McDonald's food? Uh, <laughs> waiter service? What does that look like? I don't know either. Okay? But I'm in the news anyway. Um, you can now order with a digital kiosk. Uh, which I, they have, a, the, these at Panera bread now. Have you been oh, to, yeah, uh, yeah, the bread if you've ever, been, if you have a Panera bread near you, and I think they're national, right? That's yeah. uh, they're all over. Um, you can, uh, you can go and order and then like just take the little buzzer to your table and then they bring the food out to you. So you don't actually have to have human contact right. per se, which
5: is a good, a lot of people don't like human contact.
2: Yeah, you know, I've noticed that. Weird. It's happening more and more. Special edition was uh, handed out to a guest uh, of, uh, of a, at a reopening in Germany, which is interesting, um, although I think the changing your life thing is not having table service at McDonald's. That doesn't change your life. You know what I mean? Does that make your life any better or worse? Mm-hmm. Ah, well, okay, maybe it's a it makes your McDonald's experience a couple percent better or whatever. The thing no, that changes it's... your life is this. Fast food chain McDonald's is going to be test-serving a breakfast menu all day.
5: That's fantastic.
2: Amen.
5: It's about time. It's about time. I think we lose the, McDonald's is uh, losing a little bit of their, a uh, little bit of their business share. Yeah. Struggling I think a
2: little bit. A little bit. The Taco oh, I mean, Bell's still taking them on. Yeah. And
5: they're still number one. There's no question about that, but they're, they're struggling a little bit. They're not meeting their, not meeting. We, we say, well, they're, we're going to make yeah. $18 billion dollars this year. <laughs> oh darn, we only made 16. Yeah. Uh, and it's probably a lot more than that. But uh, they need to just stick with what they do. We don't need a little kiosk at the window. Just go up to the window because the food is fast. It's I, pre-made. I'm
2: fine. I, well, I mean, I, I will say with, you know, I, I'm, I'm happy with the, with the with the kiosk thing. I like that, that vibe. I like being able to customize it in the way I want it without having to tell them so they can get it wrong. This way it just That's kind true. of prints out on a table. I That's do true. like that. I, I do like that. I'll give you that yeah. now. So, I'm on your side. However... I, uh, that's whatever. I, I, whether it's right or not, I don't care. The fact is that I can breakfast. get uh, breakfast yeah. all day is a huge life changer for me. Yeah. I will be I, there a I lot. I agree to there, um, which I already am there a lot. Um, <laughs> they say that uh, the it's a partial food menu, which is fine. They're going to have the basics, I'm sure. It's going to have sure. some breakfast sandwiches and hash browns, and obviously people want it because they've been begging forever. Yeah. I don't. Ten thirty a.m. Come on, no, man. come on. Especially after a long night. 10:30 a.m. is not an appropriate cutoff time for your breakfast.
5: Well, how, have you seriously? Have you? Uh, I personally have been to a McDonald's where it's like. no, we just got that time. Yeah. Oh yeah. Are you kidding me? Oh, this has been such a complaint for such Extend. a long time. Extend.
2: I, I was looking back at the all-time classic documentary Falling Down,
5: with uh, Michael Douglas. Do you remember this movie? I do remember that documentary. Yes, no, a fantastic documentary.
2: Not a big hit, I wouldn't say. But uh, it was a movie where he was just like the disgruntled guy uh, that you know, finally snapped. He was having family pro- problems and goes around. And, and the premise, the way they sold the movie was basically this guy did all the stuff that you kind of want to do uh, if you were a violent, and crazy person. Yes. Which is like, you know, when they tell you they've stopped serving breakfast two minutes ago, you pull out a gun. And threaten to kill everyone in the store, and then they give you some. breakfast. <laughs> you know that was kind of the concept of the movie. And I don't know, yeah, it's, but it doesn't necessarily hold up. But that that was 1992, so long maybe. time ago. Uh, that was uh, you know 20 some odd years ago, and that was the big complaint then. And I don't right. even think it was a new complaint. People hate that policy, and they have forever. If you want breakfast, why can't you get it? Um, they are saying that the grills. They say they don't. They don't know if the grills are big enough. Um, you know, at their stores to to handle both. Yes.
5: Put in a bigger grill.
2: Yeah, put in a bigger grill is one solution. Um, I always thought the real reason, though, was if you look at the prices of the sandwiches, breakfast sandwiches are cheaper. People don't like to serve breakfast all day because breakfast is a cheaper is meal. A, yeah, it is a than, cheap meal. than is lunch. Like you, you get an egg. You can get an egg sandwich in New York City for like uh, a dollar thirty-nine. A turkey sandwich <laughs> in New York City is like sixty-one dollars. <laughs> Those are approximate. <laughs> pretty close though. But pretty close. Pretty darn close. And you know, I think they just don't like it because you know, so it just they don't make nearly as much money on breakfast. But so I will pay double
5: sixty-one dollars for an egg McMuffin. People are going to say, "No, wait a minute."
2: I will. I will pay double. I will pay more than any other sandwich on that on that menu. Uh, oh, 5000 dollars for an egg McMuffin. Five thousand. Anytime of the day. Anytime of the day. 727 Beck. back. It's the Fat and Stew show. Welcome to it. Uh, Pat will be back tomorrow. See,
5: sounds like you say that wrong there.
2: I didn't notice. Uh, okay. Pat will be back tomorrow. He's up in uh, Philly with uh, Glenn at the uh, the Shivo uh, event uh, where they're going to be. Uh, Terry Shivo's family is putting on an event. Uh, you know, they're still fighting for what... For that cause and and of course I, that doesn't surprise me knowing them but it's still you think about what a what a long time we're talking a quarter century these guys have been fighting Let for the I life of people earlier who can't this week, speak but themselves.
5: i just remember and we used to see them at events and doing things forever when uh when we were in tampa bay and uh they were probably the tiredest people oh yeah i ever knew oh yeah I mean, always it, exhausted yes and yet continue to fight
2: well they were afraid to leave the hospital every time they left continue the hospital they tried fight. to unpl- you know unplug the daughter and i would be like right. it's, it's not I'd even like funny to sp-
5: that's all that's yeah. the truth
2: and it's not funny at all i mean and unplug is not the right term because it was a feeding tube they pulled the feeding tube from right it. Uh, yeah almost, it had nothing to do with she was not plugged into a you know device uh, uh, ventilator to to a ventilator yeah yeah it was just like yeah I, I, you never knew when that was going to happen with we, we're, we're constant state of alert Because there's so many legal challenges and everything, and obviously she passed away about 10 years ago now, and this is the 10-year anniversary, and Glenn's uh, going to be speaking up there tonight uh, in Philadelphia. Uh, Also, we should tell you that tonight on Glenn's show, I have uh, Marcus Luttrell is going to be on. Actually, he's talking to a bunch of uh, Navy SEALs and uh, high-level military guys, talking just frank conversation about the state of the world and and what's going on. I think you're really going to enjoy that, Uh, and it's uh, it's really cool. Uh, It'll be on tonight at the 5 p.m. show. Um, so, you know, and these guys are this is tough. you talk to these guys and i 'm sure they 're going to be going into what 's going on with isis now it 's got to be frustrating for these guys because these oh are the guys that went over there and after September 11th enlisted in the military and said, "Screw this, we need somebody who 's going to go over there and, and, and protect our country uh, and um, you know do something unlike you know we we joke about ourselves being lazy pieces of crap." Oh. But we are, like- <laughs> uh, and uh, if it was left up to us, uh, this country would be completely screwed. Ah, let it go. Uh, I mean, we would be. Uh, you know, all right. What, what is it? What do I? What is it? Islamic rule, no. Sharia. I will right, we'll learn it. Um, yeah, and, is it getting it, hot in here? Can you turn the AC <laughs> down? It is like it's one of those things where I mean, you need a special. It's a special yes. breed of man that can go over there and you know take on dozens of Taliban uh, and, soldiers. Well, and, and Marcus ones.
5: even said, I mean, when he was the one, I'd be fascinated to to watch this, the entire show because, remember what he said not long ago you give me 300 guys, 300 300 guys, yeah. and just go in untethered, we'll take care of this. We'll take care of ISIS. Yep, that okay. is what he
2: said, and uh, that sounds like a great policy. A, okay. Okay. <laughs> Um, he, uh, if you don't know who Marcus is, I mean, you probably do if you watch this network, but he's the g- guy, they made the movie and of course the book Lone Survivor about him and his experience uh, over, uh, that's it, though. yeah, that's it. I mean, uh, you know, you know, it's just nothing, but just taking on hundreds of Taliban soldiers and yeah. terrorists at the same time. And I mean, you would do the same there thing as you were there. No, I would not. I would have been dead in eight <laughs> seconds. I've been dead walking <laughs> off the plane, just tripping on the hot asphalt and for and not wanting to get up. Um, so, uh, and you have to think that these guys really are uh, frustrated with the state of things right now. Because you go over there and you fight for, for the protection of America and to free the people who live there, and here we are, you know, 14 years later, and the same regions are up in, firm, uh, you know, time. flames again, uh, with new enemies that have more resources. And it's not because of their effort. It's not because they screwed up. It's because our government screwed up, and it's because our leadership has screwed up so many times and blown this over and over and over and over again. It's amazing. You look back and you just see, played the clip yesterday of Harry Reid, 2006, saying the war is lost, the surge is doing nothing to help at all. After that, we have this great opportunity where, of course, he's completely wrong. It does work. There's a relative peace in the region, not only in Iraq, but Afghanistan, and that has been completely thrown away um, uh, by the president and uh, by his, uh, his you know, his department, uh, uh, you know, his, his administration. Um, so... That's going to be coming up tonight, and you'll see these guys talking about it. We kind of went into a little bit of a, an interesting piece here, The um, Wonderful World of Stew, this weekend. We talked about it on radio as well. Um, it's, uh, we keep hearing about our war with ISIS and how we have this wide coalition. What is the coalition? What is it doing? Who is it? Uh, we hear from. That's a good uh, question. You know, it's, well, it is a good question, and we did answer that on The Wonderful World of Stew this weekend. Watch. Well, 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 ISIS has been pretty busy lately, haven't they? ISIS, explosive expansion. ISIS threats Americans, fears growing. Islamic State is the most potent threat to the world since the Third Reich, says Nobel Prize winner. It's funny, I also think Glenn Beck said something (laughs) like that years ago. But he doesn't have a Nobel Prize, so don't listen to him. Can you imagine the damage ISIS could do if they were the varsity team? Thank goodness, they're only the JV squad. But we shouldn't really be worried. John Kerry and his friends have got together and come up with a wonderful solution, a core
5: coalition to stop ISIS. Watch. This impressive turnout reflects a shared determination to degrade and defeat ISIL or mm. to use the Arab term dash mm. it 's important that uh, everybody reflect on the fact that this is not cosmetic. this is a reflection of actions that have taken and been taken by more than sixty two countries and entities
0: in order to respond to the challenge of dash
6: mm-hmm.
2: more than sixty two Does that mean 63? I I don't know. Who says more than 62? It is interesting that a secretary of state made a point to say that the over 62 countries and entities are teaming up with us against terrorism are not cosmetic. I wonder why he would say something like that. I thought it might be useful to check up on those countries and see what exactly they are doing to degrade and defeat ISIL or Daesh or ISIS or whatever the hell they're called. Here are the countries that have actually done some stuff in the coalition. Iraq. Okay, well, they are in the thick of it. It's their country. That's not to say that they've done enough. If they had done enough, they wouldn't need us. However, one of their big contributions, according to the Washington Post, is requesting military airstrikes from the United States. Thanks so much for that. We also know that Jordan, Saudi Arabia, Bahrain, and the UAE have participated in airstrikes. Our next category of coalition uh, members are countries that did a little bit. France, for example, bombed a warehouse occupied by the Islamic State in Iraq and has vowed to take part in future airstrikes if needed. Mm. Also, they don't really think that we should be calling ISIS the Islamic State, even though that is their name, typical France. Germany has sent 40 paratroopers to Iraq. Now, look, I don't want to demean even one soldier being sent. These are real people, real lives. But we're talking about Germany here. They're sending enough people to fill a subway during lunch hour. Denmark isn't bombing anyone, but they did provide a transport aircraft, so they're kind of like the orbits of this battle. Italy has no plans to take part in airstrikes, but they have offered to aid in the refueling of planes, making them kind of like the Sunoco of this battle. Next category of the coalition is countries that have sent some stuff. United Kingdom, for example, gifted $1.6 million of weapons and ammunition. Plus, Prime Minister David Cameron has not ruled out contributing to U.S.-led airstrikes in the future. Thank you for not ruling out your future helping. That is so... So thoughtful. Turkey has donated more than 100 trucks of humanitarian aid. More than 100, which with John Kerry math would be like 101, I think. 101 trucks. Slovakia. Now, look, I don't think Slovakia is loaded. They're not the rich guys on the block. But we're counting Slovakia as part of the coalition because they have donated $25,000 in aid, or roughly the price of a brand new Kia Optima. Qatar sent 300 tons of humanitarian aid to Iraq and they also passed a new law to stop charities diverting money to the Islamic State, which apparently was happening. Thanks for stopping that one. Norway is part of the coalition because they contributed, quote, some blankets and kitchen sets. This is a wonderful donation. Thank you for it, Norway, because it works for a war or if you're playing house. Our next category is countries that have said some stuff. Now, they haven't actually, you know, done anything, but they have said things, and that makes them part of the coalition too. Georgia, for example, the defense minister, not the president, but the defense minister said officials fully support what the United States is doing to eradicate these barbarians, which I'll take it. I mean, at least they're not rooting for the barbarians. Taiwan said it would cooperate closely with the international community to provide humanitarian aid and will monitor the threat to global security. And, well, I mean, if Taiwan is monitoring, we should be all set here. Finland will concentrate on delivering humanitarian aid to people in desperate need. Kind of sounds a little bit more like a charity and less like an army, but again, we'll take it. Kosovo, the prime minister, posted on Facebook that they are part of the emerging global alliance to fight a great evil. It's a Facebook post, but it's a strongly worded Facebook post. I like it. These are the countries now in the last category that have an unspecified commitment, but are nonetheless counted as part of the coalition, a.k.a. countries that haven't done anything. For example, Andorra, which doesn't have an army, and relies on France for protection. Good luck with that one. Bosnia is shaped like a heart, which is very intimidating. Lithuania is the only country in the world with an official scent. If it's not pork scent, I'm not sure it's going to scare ISIS, but welcome. Macedonia is reminiscent of the sets from Lord of the Rings, so maybe it can bore the terrorists to death. Malta is 122 square miles of island. Mexico can send their chupacabras to defeat ISIS, so actually they may be able to help. Moldova, the poorest country in Europe. Welcome to the team. Serbia is the largest exporter of raspberries, so perhaps we will fruit them to death. Slovenia is one of the largest brown bear populations in Europe, so to their credit, bears are pretty scary. Tunisia is pretty much doomed to fall to ISIS, so I don't think they're going to be able to help us that much. Ukraine is essentially Russia now, so they have their own problems. Morocco is one of the largest producers of hashish and cannabis, so they might not be the most focused people, but. Thank you for becoming allies. Portugal produces half of the world's cork. I bet they can make some serious cork guns. I'm not exactly an expert on combating terrorism, but I don't think you assemble a team to degrade and destroy ISIS with players that haven't even expressed any interest in playing and have really nothing else to offer. And that's exactly what Obama's core coalition is. What's most amazing about all of this is the lack of interest from the media. When the Bush's Coalition of the Willing invaded Iraq, every news broadcast mocked the ragtag group of countries, and comedians thought it
4: was just hilarious. Brave, brave countries like Palau, Costa Rica, and the Solomon Islands, who who joined the coalition
5: without any regard for the fact that they don't even have an army. I got a coalition of
3: the willing. I got 40 nations ready to roll, son. Like who? said that? Huh? Huh? Like who? England? Japan's sending PlayStations. Stankonia said they're willing to drop bombs
1: over Big bit. Riggity row is coming. If England is the only other global heavyweight on board in the coalition, really what good then are the other 47 countries?
2: Well, consider this, John. If a toddler attacked me, I'm pretty confident (laughs) I could take him. But if 47 toddlers attacked me, well... It might take a while, but they'd wear me down. <laughs> I mean, I'd take a few of them with me. Believe you me. Where are you, Will Farrell, Dave Chappelle, Stephen Colbert, and Jon Stewart? At least back in the Iraq days, they used to say it was just the United States and the UK. This time, if I might remind you, the UK has just not ruled out contributing to airstrikes in the future. Perhaps this time they are truly enthralled and supportive of the war coalition put together by this Nobel Peace Prize winning president. So to review, more than 82% of the coalition is sending zero troops and flying zero missions. 14 countries are in the coalition because they've said something positive about the coalition. And 13 countries are in the coalition for no discernible reason whatsoever. We're glad to have all their support. But I doubt the Islamic State is going to be stopped by a Facebook post, even if it is strongly worded.
5: There you go. And it's, uh, that is it. Unbelievable clip.
2: It's, it is. It's incredible. I mean, it, and no one said anything about it. They
5: ought to put something like that on a TV show.
2: Yeah, they should. Wonderful World of Stew. Uh, Arizona is that Saturday. a TV I, show? It is. Your show? It is. By the way, you can uh, share that with your friends uh, at Facebook. If you go to stewfacebook.com, it'll direct you, you there. Can you like can like it. Like it. Uh, and I think that'll be uh, an appropriate way to handle that situation for you. Um, it, it's, a, uh, it's an amazing thing. And it's, uh, I, one of my favorite parts of that is the clips from the comedians at the end. These guys relentlessly mocked Bush for having these nothing. They must not have
5: had time to do the ones they did against Obama yeah, and John Kerry. Yeah. I, I
2: haven't seen one yet. I haven't seen one yet.
5: But I I'm will sure say, a uh, couple of them kind of funny. Uh, Chappelle, really funny. Chappelle's always funny. Uh, right? Colbert? Yeah, again. That guy is never funny. Sucks. I mean, let's be honest about never it. Never funny. I
2: mean, Will Farrells is certainly more funny than that. Colbert sucked. They're they're not good. And he's
5: he's still getting the gigs. He's he's a Mr. TV star.
2: Yeah, and now they're going to give this uh, a lot of uh, heat on the new Daily Show host. I can't remember his name. He's a South African guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, His life story is actually pretty amazing. Um, And he he was born in South Africa um, when it was illegal for his parents to be together and have a child because one was black and one was white. Oh, wow. So he would, I've heard an interview with him, this is, you know, probably a year ago now, Um, And, you know, he's a comedian and, you know, like I, you know, you don't select someone from apartheid South Africa if you're about to come out and do anything other than come up with more racially divisive jokes. Right. Uh, You know, he's going to take the Stewart, you know, torch and and run with it, surely. Um, But But his, his life story was pretty amazing in that, like, they would go out, his mom and dad would go out together with him and they would have to walk on separate sides of the streets because they weren't allowed to actually be together. Uh, and they couldn't see each other very often at all because it was just illegal. Um, you know, obviously a terrible time. But, you know, what he's going to do with that information here is going to be uh, quite interesting. Yeah, Trevor uh, Noah. Trevor Noah. He's... And uh, I'll
5: tell you another guy that is actually uh, doing some really good stuff is that James Corden.
2: Is he the new, the, the new uh, uh, like Craig the late, Ferguson? Yeah, yeah.
5: yeah he has actually got some really funny bits.
2: He's had a really
5: big numbers so far. Okay, um, he deserves it. And, he did uh, the Tom Hanks bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did the uh, Mariah Carey bit, driving her, picked her up from the airport, and she sang her songs with him in the car driving back from the airport. Really? Really funny. And then he did uh, the David Beckham. He and David Beckham came out with his line of underwear. And he was next to Beckham in the commercial, you know. And he's just a sh- yeah, short, slub, yeah, slubby guy, yeah, you know. Yeah. It was really funny. Wait, hold on, do that again with your hand. Really funny.
2: He, he counted to three. Look at that. He counted all the way to three. Yeah, and then you can turn it into a spoon. Oh, uh-huh. okay, that kind of hurt.
5: Triple eight seven twenty seven. Back here's the phone number. Welcome to the Fat Stu Show. Uh, we have a. Uh... See right there. I gotta get these headphones fixed or something oh, because I'm... it sounds like you're saying it wrong. Okay, I'm
1: sorry. Uh, what's the show
5: name. Probably should just let the show continue though instead of
2: interrupting every time I say the, I know, but the I... show. You know, I...
5: you say it sounds like you're saying it wrong. Is all <laughs> the
2: doing me off. Yeah. Uh, we talked about uh, what we're doing to stop ISIS uh, and Islamic extremism, uh, but Glenn last night talked about you know, what the problem really is with a guy, the son of Hamas, is how, what he's known as. Uh, he is, uh, he, uh, the, the book is uh, Son of Hamas, a gripping account of terror, terror betrayal, political intrigue, and unthinkable choices. Um, and he joined Glenn yesterday to kind of give a real outline of, of what it was like on the inside growing up uh, under one of these Islamic extremism uh, situ- uh, situations that we all kind of talk about in these sort of abstract terms. But, I mean, imagine being in that situation. That's what you know as you grow up.
7: Uh, Glenn talked to him last night. Watch. Joining me now is Mosab Hassan Yosef. He is the son of Sheikh Hassan Yosef. He is the founding leader of Hamas. Mosab is also New York Times bestselling author of this book, called Son of Hamas, has an absolutely amazing story. How are you? I'm good. Good. Okay. Tell me your story. You, you're raised by a guy in Hamas, leading Hamas, and, and you're captured by the um, Israelis. They flip you to the good side. But it's my understanding because you knew what your dad was doing was wrong
6: well I didn't know at that time at that time Uh, you know I was brought up in a state of delusion you know believing the Islamic theory uh, that uh, once uh, we control the globe and build an Islamic uh, state we can bring humanity justice and uh, happiness and solve the human condition so this is what I used to believe
7: nobody hang on just a second nobody in our country is talking about that they will say that that's not what we're fighting because they'll say Um, you know Muslims are just like us the Muslims in the Middle East and they don't want they mocked me for saying they wanted a caliphate now you're saying they want to control the whole world
6: right well they have been mocking me for the last seven years okay yeah also so you know when uh, when you face uh, humanity with the truth people prefer to stay in their comfort zone chasing after their short-term interests. got it and they don't see the higher interest uh, of humanity and the uh, uh, evolvement of the uh, human mm-hmm. consciousness. Mm-hmm. Uh, Islam is a very dark uh, theory, you know, and we need to face this reality. Um, you were Muslim. You I was born Muslim. a Muslim.
7: You are raised Muslim. You mm-hmm. practiced Islam. Yes. Okay. And you're telling me, are we at war with Islam?
6: No, absolutely not. But I believe that Islam is at war with everything that is not Muslim. Islam has been in a war against the West and its uh, uh, foundations for the last 1,400 uh, uh, years. Uh, This is uh, a fact. The Islamic phenomena that we see in ISIS, Hamas, Hezbollah, Islamic Jihad, Boko Haram, Al-Qaeda, Taliban, this is not just uh, a new phenomena. It has been out there for the last 1,400 uh, years. And I think this is the time for humanity to have the courage and to say no to the Islamic theory.
7: Do you think people can, in the Middle East, be be woken up like you were woken up?
6: Yes, I believe every human being is is capable of awakening if they are willing.
7: Correct. If there was a group of people that wanted to wake people up, would you be willing to help them?
6: You know, I've been trying uh, as much as I can. Right, I know. You know, writing the book uh, was at the expense of losing uh, my identity, my family, everything. And that was the, the reason, to help people see a different reality.
7: Have you ever, have you ever been contacted by Grover Norquist? No. <laughs> no, okay. I just wondered. Because that's his stated goal, I would think, that he would reach out to somebody like you instead right. of the Muslim Brotherhood. Um, Okay, so you did write this. How difficult is your how difficult is your life? When, I mean, when you said, "I want to tell the truth," and I'm going to put my face on it, mm. and you live here in the United States, how yes. scary is that?
6: You know, it was not an easy decision. Um, most importantly, you know, to disappoint people uh, you love, uh, which you know they don't see your reality; you see theirs. But they're not capable of seeing beyond right. uh, theirs. Um, it meant losing your friends, your family, identity, and hitting towards the unknown. You go back. Have you talked to your father? Are your father
7: right. alive? Is your father alive?
6: Uh, he is alive. He's in Israeli prison today.
7: Have you talked to him? Uh,
6: since the publishing of the book, he uh, publicly uh, disowned me and uh, have not spoken to me since then.
7: When you were taken with the Israelis, or by the Israelis, what was it that opened your eyes? What changed you?
6: Well, you know, many events happened that helped me uh, evolve consciously. Uh, One of the most important things to see the uh, Israeli constitution, the Israeli law and the Israeli democratic uh, model versus uh, our society, where, you know, we still live in the uh, dark uh, ages of uh, Islam. Um, and uh, when i start to see the israeli uh, model i i came to realize that our problem uh is within and we need to change you would think uh, our way
7: that we see life being living here in the united states you think you guys are living right on top of each other you're living right there how do you not see that when you're over there
6: you know be- because people People believe in in lies, not in the uh, truth. It's easier for them to uh, listen to the leader who is blaming all the social problems and many other problems on Israel and the United States of America. For example, I was brought up in uh, believing in the uh, uh, conspiracy theory Hmm. that the United States of America and the West, including Israel, is plotting day and night to destroy Islam and destroy the Muslim world, which is, you know a lie and this is how you know terrorist organizations kept uh, pushing uh, the average person to fight on their behalf and uh, against the United States of America and against Israel while I believe you know Israel as a democratic model in the region is the solution for that region it is, it is not the problem but I think today uh, Middle Easterns uh, see that the enemy is within they see ISIS They see their brutality. Even the Palestinians in Gaza, they see the brutality of Hamas and their absolute control over their lives. Uh, And this is for the first time they come to realize that this is the Islamic theory in action. This is the Islamic theory manifestation.
7: ISIS, what should we say? The president says they're not Islam. That's not Islamic. Is it?
6: Well, you know... I don't think... Does it that it matter? The, uh, no, it really matters, you know. When, when the president of the free world misleads the uh, public, this is a big, big problem, I believe. Um, ISIS is the real face of Islam. ISIS is the real manifestation of the, of the Islamic ideology, of the Islamic theory.
7: Do you believe... Have you ever heard of uh, Zudi Jasser? Yes. Okay. Do you respect him? Kind of? Not really? Um, He's a reformer of Islam. Do you believe it could be reformed?
6: Islam cannot be reformed. Why? Um, Because it's the mentality of the 7th uh, century. Islam is based on a tribal uh, conflict. What's happening right now in Yemen, in Libya, in Syria, between Iran and the Sunni world, is the same tribal conflict that Muhammad uh, was doing uh, in the 7th century. ISIS
7: is using exactly the tactics that were used. By Muhammad.
6: Muhammad burned people. Muhammad slaughtered people. Muhammad launched uh, military campaigns against people who did not fight against him. Uh, Muhammad uh, killed many innocent uh, people. And uh, how can we uh, blame uh, ISIS uh, for this responsibility? Uh, the highest model of Islam uh, led uh, this uh, chaos for the last 1400 years.
7: What happens if we continue down this road? Right now, the president's over negotiating, and one of the Iranian reporters, who's now no longer welcome back in Iran, said it's like he is negotiating from the Iranian point of view. We've really lost our way.
6: You know, th- this happens, and it happened in the past, but always we can find uh, our site uh, uh, again, I believe. Um, in the meantime, uh, the uh, Middle East is a very uh, uh, dangerous uh, region, and we have to be very careful how we deal with it.
7: Was this was this was this caused by us going into Iraq and and everything, or was this was this is this a George Bush problem? Is this a Barack Obama problem? Is it a both problem?
6: Uh, I would say that this is. Uh, uh, a problem of not understanding uh, the region very well. There is lack of intelligence, I believe, uh, and the intention of both presidents, I believe, was uh, pure for the higher interest of humanity, not only of the States of America, um, but it's a muddy and uh, dangerous uh, uh, region. And if we don't understand the uh, internal conflict between Shia and Sunni and between the other Muslim denominations, Uh, we will always uh, um, lead ourselves from a mistake to a bigger mistake.
7: When you see the Muslim Brotherhood in our government, in our White House, what do you think?
6: Well, the Muslim Brotherhood is uh, uh, the biggest uh, terrorist uh, exporter in the world. The Muslim Brotherhood is the mother movement of all those uh, movements. Uh, All the terrorist organizations that we see today are inspired by Hassan al-Banna, the founder of the Muslim Brotherhood, and by Sayyid Qutb. Uh, So basically, the Muslim Brotherhood, even though they uh, don't uh, get involved directly in our days in terrorist attacks, they created Hamas. So
7: when you see Benjamin Netanyahu rejected by the White House, but you see the Muslim Brotherhood invited into the Oval Office, what do you think?
6: Well, I think that this is... uh, uh, really uh, disappointing to see. Uh, the Muslim Brotherhood is a very dangerous uh, organization. Uh, Israel, uh, I'm not talking now about Bibi or talking yeah, yeah, about yeah. who is uh, right, right, prime right. minister in Israel.
7: No politics.
6: Israel is an ally of the United States of America. The United States of America can rely on Israel as the only friend in the region, not because uh, of friendship with the uh, prime minister's office, right. because the values... Uh, that in common between the United States of America and the State of Israel.
7: Have you ever thought about running for
6: office? I I don't like uh, politics.
7: Yes, that's that's probably why you should run for office. (laughs) Uh I want you to read this book. It's called Son of Hamas, New York Times uh, bestseller. Um, I would love to have you back and really spend some uh, more time with you and really kind of talk about your childhood and everything else. You're fascinating and a great help. Thank you for speaking out. Thank you for having me. God bless you and protect you. you. Thank you. Thank You you so much.
2: 888-727-VECT is the number. Uh, Alabama mother is gaining attention this week for penning a viral note on Facebook after she learned of a rude, disrespectful, and awful uh, behavior, uh, of the rude, disrespectful, and awful behavior her girls exhibited at a local movie theater. Uh, This is, of course, commonplace uh, for uh, uh, kids at movie theaters. I was uh, certainly, I'm sure, guilty of this at some point or another. Although never, I don't think, I never was, I, don't th- I mean, we were loud probably at movies, but I, I don't think it was ever disrespectful to somebody.
5: I don't know that we were disrespectful. I mean, I think we reached. We were, we would be maybe loud, and then you get told to uh, knock it off. Yeah. And you yeah. knock it off. You
2: actually listened back in the day. Uh, here is her note. Um, she's a long shot, but I'm looking for the woman. Uh, That was at Tannehill premiere tonight at Cinderella. I dropped my teenage daughter, stepdaughter, and son off at the movie. My son later told me, much to my humiliation and embarrassment, that my girls were rude and obnoxious during the movie. The woman I'm looking for addressed them and asked them to be quiet, and they were disrespectful. After the movie, she approached my girls and told them that her husband had been laid off, and this was the last movie she would be able to take her daughter to for a while. And my girls ruined that for her. If you are this woman, please message me. I can assure you that these girls are being strongly dealt with and appropriately punished. This rude, disrespectful and awful behavior is unacceptable and they owe you an apology. My husband and I are having them write an apology letter tonight and would like to pay for your next movie and snacks out of their allowance. Please message me if this is you. I apologize uh, profusely for their
5: disrespect. That's fantastic.
2: Yeah, uh, and uh, so, I mean, that's uh, pretty amazing. I, the mother in the theater was later identified, which is kind of a cool way uh, of, of, uh, of this ending up. She, uh, she did um, hear about it, saw the post on Facebook. She's the most uh, gracious, kind, and forgiving woman. I am so humbled by uh, that and been telling her that she's the real hero. Uh, and uh, she took it upon herself to correct my girls, and no one else around them did. So it's kind of a nice uh,
5: little story. When I you reach the point to correct people in today's world? You know, if you're in a theater like that, and people are, uh, you know, we've heard stories of fights and, you know, people even getting louder Yep. And oh yeah. it worse. Sometimes it you. doesn't help at all.
2: I, I, most of the time, I mean, I always feel like the... It's like, especially when it's adults, and you don't know whether they're going to pull a gun on you or stab you. <laughs> uh, you know, you try to, take you it. try to handle it and just like deal with it most of the time. I mean, take I it. I know it's hard. I, I, you know, I, but what do you do? I mean, I, I try to think of what is the outcome that's going. Not what stance am I going to be proud about posting on Facebook later, but what it's what is going to make my 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 wife's experience, even the people I around know. me's experience, better. And if it's if you know if you can step in and help, that's one thing. But um, a lot of times you're just you're doing that because you want to maybe feel tough and you
5: want to feel good about yourself. And a lot of times, I don't think that's the right answer. It's hard because there are times when you want to. I mean, and yeah, you almost have to sometimes. Like, yeah,
2: I, I know. But minimizing. The rest of us yeah. are
5: trying to enjoy
2: it. So am I. Yeah. Like I'll tell you, I give you an example. Recently, I had uh, my kids out at this little playground kind of area that we go to uh, sometimes. Mm-hmm. And um, there were a couple of kids that were older in there. It was only I think it was my, my two kids were three and two, and two kids that were, like, I don't know, nine and ten or eight and nine or something like that. And, you know, they were at first kind of, like, playing a little bit they with the really kids, and, like, it, yeah. they were just joking. They were kind of running around a little bit. Then it became they were, like, chasing Ainsley around, who's only two, and they were just, like, you know, they weren't doing anything horrible to her or anything. They weren't, like, pushing her down to the ground or anything, but they were being, like... I mean, I, I don't think she was enjoying it, uh, you know, after a little while. Like, at first, she, I think she was playing along, and then I think she was, like, running because she was scared. And then I saw one of them chase her around, like, one side of the of the um, uh, sort of uh, structure there, like the play structure. And then the other one jumped out and made a really loud noise in her face. Did you punch him right in the face? I, wa- I wanted to freaking rip his head off. I, you know, you, you, as a dad, you get very protective yeah. in these moments. Uh, yeah. And, you know, he's a, he's a kid still, and, you know, but, uh, you know you step in and you're like they're just do, yeah, do not scare her playing. like yeah like i don't know that they're playing i think they're being a little mischievous and they're trying to be they' you know they feel scare like they the can do whatever kid. they want yeah. scare the little kid but it's like that's not cool that's my, you know it's my two-year-old daughter you're you know so you step in and you say something there and Absolutely. and and they were like i would have been at that age uh like oh okay and then they Sorry. just yeah like exactly like they go away immediately um, which is I don't care whether they respect me or not, whether they, they were talking trash about me. I don't care. I want them to stop, you know, screwing with my daughter. It's very um, simple. So I think that's pretty natural. But there's but like I think there's a level to that. Like people people like those conflicts. A lot of people like them. They like to get in the middle of it. I like to minimize conflict in my life <laughs> if it's possible, if it's rational. I mean, if it's going to act and if it's going to end up in some long-term horrible thing like I, you keep getting walked on over and over and over again it's going to lead to something bad that's one thing but if it's some person i've never seen before i'm never going to see again and what i have to do is i have to you know get a slightly worse experience at a burger king I'm most of the time I'm going to live with it i'm just going to live with it right. and just be like annoyed about it and live live my life
5: move yeah on. and that's usually that's usually the right course of action Except that, you know, then you, I reach the point sometimes where you're like, well, if I don't say something and try to put an end to it, yeah. it's going to continue someplace else. It may. You are not going to be there, though. Uh, let somebody else
2: do it is the way I like to say it. I am a, a person who takes responsibility. No, I mean in, in reality, I think you can try to be the hero all the time. I don't think that you're gonna necessarily stop it, especially when certain situations you can escalate a situation pretty easily. Uh,
5: and most times yeah. that most times times that escalation is gonna happen.
2: Yeah, it's not just most, it, most of the time it's not Because you
5: it. see it. You see it happen when yeah. it when it's as uh, someone else that tries to step in. And yeah. Not necessarily be the hero, but step in to stop it and say, look, the rest of us are trying to order our Whopper. We don't need you screaming around here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then more screaming happens. Yeah, yeah, it usually does. Yeah. Um,
2: so talk to me about this uh, This Walmart where You're all fired up about
5: this. Well, no, I was just, they have a T-shirt that a lady got all wound up. Uh, according to Walmart, now they... Walmart claims, we've carried the shirts with ties on them for several years. These shirts are popular look for the boys. This particular shirt has been on shelves for nearly a year. It has absolutely no association with, because the lady got all wound up, that it had to do with Fifty Shades of Grey. Okay, yeah, because I can see that a little bit. It looks Yeah, like, it looks like the cover. Mm-hmm. I mean, the cover is the, is the not uh, all of. the way up tie. but And then she... Kind is upset of. because she thinks it's a, a tie that represents, you oh, know, uh, glorify sexual violence. Oh, come on. Stop it.
2: We need Stop to it. all get over this. I mean, uh, you, on. I know, are on the same page as me on this, which is all of this stuff. We get, we just, lo- come this is, on. it's the same concept we were just talking about. It's yes. searching to be offended. Get something out of, yes. Get some oh. anger, some 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 feeling of I don't know a justification I don't know what it is it's a weird thing to me I don't understand it at all Um, but it's the same thing. I mean, even this comedian guy uh, that got the daily show thing, everyone's all freaked out about his former tweets. And it's just like, who cares? He's a comedian. Who cares what he's tweeting? Who cares if he's anti-American? He's a, he's a freaking comedy central comedian. He's picking up for Jon Stewart. I mean, of course he's going to feel that way. Of course. Uh, You know, I don't know. I don't get fired up about these things. And I find that when you don't, your life's better. I be like you wind up your life is a little bit better when you don't sit here and obsess about every T-shirt. And I, well. I know, and
5: I would tell you know I would tell the lady, look, go home. Hey, don't buy the T-shirt. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Walmart will be all right without mm-hmm. you buying that T-shirt. Mm-hmm. And two, just check through the drawers and see if your kids, I don't know, have any T-shirts with I don't know machine guns on them, any kind of yeah, some superhero, yeah, something, something. yeah. Stop it. Yeah, silly.
2: I, it's silly. Okay. All right, Back. we We're running late. Let's take a break. Uh, come back on the other side uh, with some uh, things that yeah, I think you're going to like, Jeffy. Things are going to uh, save your life in the kitchen. Really? Yes. And you like food, right? Are you a I fan? I love food. One of the instruments they talk about in the kitchen is a spoon. Have you ever heard of it? <laughs> I
5: have. I say it often. Yeah.
4: Before we
2: go, uh, we go to the kitchen, as we usually do in this program. <laughs> Yay. Uh, BuzzFeed has a list of 37 absurd kitchen gadgets you definitely need in your life. I don't know if I would agree necessarily with all of them, but uh, let's look at some of them. This I is sure the... as heck wouldn't agree that they're absurd. No, some that. of them are great. This is the mini kegerator uh, and da- draft beer dispenser. This, these are pretty cool, although you have to buy those Heineken kegs. Yeah. Like they're special, such a specialty product. A friend of mine actually has this. so <laughs> Shocking. Uh, but, and he, it was cool at parties and stuff, but Heck to find yeah. those little mini kegs is not easy. Uh, so there you go. That one's uh, 159 one fifty nine ninety nine. The Authentic Twinkie Maker. Oh, yeah. Oh, we might have to have that. Yeah. What, can we get one of those, Natasha, and make uh, Twinkies every single day for the show? All right, cool. That'd be good. She's shaking uh, her head yes. Yeah, okay, good. Uh, the Automatic Pancake Maker. I'm very interested in this. $3,700? Uh, except for that part. $3,700. Now, this looks like a a, a, a machine... You're using it like a fair. That's cheaper I mean?
5: than a wife, though.
2: Anyway. <laughs> uh, the egg cuber. Uh, why, why you would want cubed eggs, I am unclear. I am not clear uh, about that one.
5: I'll just egg salad, maybe egg sandwiches. No, I don't. I
2: don't no, do No, I'm not going to give you that. <laughs> um, the 3D Latte Art Gun. I don't know what that is. Uh, okay, you're making art on the top of the latte. Okay. Mm. If you drink that stuff, maybe. That's $50. Bucks. Uh, three-in-one avocado slicer. Uh, I hate avocado don't more don't like than... avocados. I know you do And by the way, you know who else hates them? Ted Cruz. That's, just, <laughs> that's America right there. Uh, automatic Mini Donut Factory. Yes, oh, wait, what? yes, and Yes. Natasha, can we get an automatic what? mini donut factory and make mini donuts before every show? What the oh, heck? Thanks. She said yes. Uh, the Waffle Bowl Maker. Yes! yes. Natasha, can we had a Waffle Bowl Maker and make waffle bowls yeah. before
5: every show? Those are really good, too. And you know what? You, you could just learn how to make them and make them, really, is what you Yeah, need. we don't need the Waffle Bowl Maker. Just, just
2: bring us waffle bowls and then put the <laughs> mini donuts in the waffle bowl and then top it off with uh, the automatic pancakes. That'd be fine. And Thank then, you. And then the Twinkies. Uh, here's... <laughs> pizza box oven uh yes i love that idea that's really funny actually um it's an actual oven that cooks your pizza but looks like a pizza box uh what else we have here um this is the candy apple maker Uh, you know the problem with a candy apple is the apple yeah okay i don't want to eat an apple i don't mind having something flavored like an apple
6: but i don't want to eat an apple
5: but the whole apple you get it's better if you if you cut the apple and just have like apple slices, slices so you can you get, dip get it. it, it yep. And you get the can. And you because get if the
2: not, you're candy. eating 80 percent apple, and yeah. that's not right. I want Ooh. the toppings.
7: Hello. Uh,
2: a couple more here. The marinade infusing meat tenderizer. Uh, oh, <laughs> you no know, thanks. Uh, that's uh oh, geez, 50 bucks. Sunnyside egg shaper. I, again, I don't. I don't need to shape my eggs that much. Uh, <laughs> although there's a lot of these products are like that. The electric ice cream sandwich maker. Wait, yes! What? Yes. What? Give me one. Natasha, can you get an electric? Uh, Ice cream sandwich maker and make ice we cream sandwiches before have every one show. Of
5: those for the show?
2: All right, we'll see you tomorrow. The list is, we'll tweet it out from at Pat and Stew. Pat, back tomorrow. Thanks for watching Pat and Stew today.
5: We'll
3: see you tomorrow. See, where's the no headphone thing? It, wrong, what right? it Is it cutting out? or?